Good morning. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence in its 65th year here on 590-1069 FM. WKZO is brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Bird Center at the corner of Millen and 12th Street, where I've been told things are hopping. <laughs> like a lot. A lot. So let's talk to the guy who makes things hop. You make hops too? I do. There, see? There we go. <laughs> Here he is, the one, the only, the inimitable, Andy Waddell. And don't please don't ask me to spell that because I'm pretty sure I can't. A-N-D-Y. Ha ha ha. Good morning, everybody. Very funny. Ha ha, Andy. How are you? Hey, it is a wonderful day. Actually, it frosted last night, but it was kind of warm this morning. Yeah, and I I noticed we have a, a magnolia tree, I believe <coughs> is is the name of it. We used to call it a tulip tree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mag- never looked better. I recommend that you mulch around your trees because Andy uh-huh. had us do that a couple years ago, and the tree has never looked better. But when I got up this morning and I looked, the frost had no effect oh. on the on the uh, on the flowers. Do they? Do they get to a certain level where frost won't even hurt them anymore? Or maybe the frost was down low and okay. the and the, um, the flower was up high. Yeah. Maybe okay. that flower was open yesterday and it closed was. up last night, so those petals okay. helped protect that plant. Very so, cool. Yeah. So we're we're going to talk a little bit about frost and and maybe the S word as well. Well, the F the F word frost S word means snow. Yeah. And actually, I'll I'll let everybody know if we have some snow, it's actually a small benefit on those plants that we can talk about later. But uh, um, thanks for having me, Jim. And if there's questions, comments, um, maybe concerns about the weather or anything, call me at 382-4280. Or if you're a little radio shy, text us, Jim, at what? 80373. And we'll get right to your, you know. There are people who are radio shy out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know me. I'm I'm really shy. Me too. (laughs) Oh, yes. So, um... Uh, I pulled off an um, MSU extension report this morning on um, just what's happened in the last 24 hours on assessing frost and freeze damage to flowers and buds of fruit trees. And uh, I just wanted to go over that really fast because uh, uh, before our timely tips, due to maybe some of the white that was on the um, <clears throat> windshield this morning. So uh, assessing frost and freeze damage uh, as the trees begin to grow in the spring and buds begin to swell, lose their ability to withstand cold temperatures. As the buds develop, warmer and warmer temperatures, still below freezing, can actually damage them. The killing temperature is also often called critical temperature and defined as the temperature that buds can withstand for a half an hour. So a lot of this information in the spring is due to mainly temperature. In general, there is a range of temperatures over which damage occurs with more and more buds and flowers damaged at lower and lower temperatures until all the fruit buds are killed. Often, freeze will only damage some of the flowers as the most developed ones or flowers in the bottom of the tree. After freeze, people really call Waddell's and and around the county want to know how bad that damage was. How open was your flower is the main thing. It takes several hours for the symptoms to develop. As thaw, frozen thaw tissue, excuse me, blah, blah, blah. As frozen tissue thaws, they will turn brown or black as if they were damaged or killed by the cold, uh, revealing the extent of the damage. At or near bloom stage, the critical temperature is about the same for almost all fruits and flowers. Freezing temperature of 28 degrees, which I, <clears throat> I think we got last night, Yeah, Jim. I think so. Um, Fahrenheit will result in about a 10% loss. 
but 24 degrees is a 90% loss. In a radiant freeze, clear, calm conditions, fruit on the higher sites or in the tops of the trees will be less damaged than the lower. Oh, so the percentage of flower killed in a frost may not even be relative due to the loss yield later. With large fruits, what I'm saying is like apples, peaches, plums, and pear, the loss of 50% of the flower is actually not devastating since we only want a small percentage of the flowers to become fruit anyways. I've told you guys many times when my peach crop comes on, it comes on, Jim, so heavy that the tree's about ready to bust over. You end up pulling hundreds of little fruits off that during the summer. So in a benefit, sometimes God knows what he's doing. Having that frost hit, it's helping you out a little bit. The small fruit as such as cherries, blueberries, grapes, many small fruits needed for good yield in a full crop. Crop losses due to the freezing temperature is very significant, especially in cherries. So just things, just to go over really fast, stone fruits are a very simple flower structure. The flower contains a single pistil and is exposed inside a cup um, formed by sepals and petals of the flower. If the pistil is brown or black after the freeze, the flower will not develop into a cherry because the pistil has been killed. Early in the season when the buds have swollen but have not opened, the flower buds are often cut open across the bud to inspect the pistil. Take a flower in your hand, open it up. If you've seen that it's black, the flower has been killed and chances are will not form. Hopefully higher in the tree it will. Often you can look at the center of the flower and see if it's black, and you can actually tear it open to see if the pistil has been killed. The entire pistil of the sweet cherry, um, sometimes uh, you can see the day before that it was black, but the next day, sometimes portions of the fruit will still develop. The pistil was not fully killed. Peach flowers are harder to assess because of the fuzz on the pistil. Since peaches are large fruit, only a number of flowers are needed full of for a full crop. The loss of a large flower, number of flowers does not mean the crop is severely impacted. The important factor in peach yields is the number of flowers on the trees, i.e. the bloom, heavy or light. Now apple, kind of neat, apple and pear is a little different than stone fruit. The buds of the stone fruit are either flower or leaf, not a mixture of both. And cherry and plum, there, where there is more than one flower, all the flowers in the bud are about on the same age. So pay attention. And apples, fruit buds, are really small shoots that are both flower and leaf. The apple flower cluster um, has a center flower that's called the king bloom, which is the most desirable of the flower in the cluster. The king bloom has the potential for the largest fruit, but since the king bloom is also the most advanced being on the top, it might be the low, most likely to be killed. Another difference is actually looking at the sides of that um, clump of flowers. Maybe the king bloom is, is hurt, but the side blooms have not been. So today, maybe walk around your yard, take a look. If there are some areas that might um, have an issue, <clears throat> either we've talked before about putting um, bed sheets or frost blankets or weed barrier or burlap over those plants 
And I think, Jim, we're going to get down into the 20s again, probably. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Or I've told you before, about 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, I go out and I get a hose and I spray that tree down, down. Excuse me, Jim, I can't talk this morning. I spray the tree down and then the frost lands on the water molecules, mm-hmm. not on the flower itself. So that's a second way. If you look at those big orchards a lot of times, Jim, they have wind sock they going have, around and around. Or they let their sprinklers go. You got it. And you got the, it. The... And they're trying to make wind movement and mm-hmm. even a little wind sure goes a long way. Oh, yeah. So those are just, before I start with the timely tips, I just want to go over because frost pretty, pretty severe last night and it's just trying to help people out with some of their decisions today. Mm-hmm. So, uh. We'll get, we'll get to our timely tips now, but those, those are kind of important because I know that's going to affect a lot of people. So let's say d- tulips, mm-hmm. daffodils, hyacinths, not much you can do other than tonight give them a cover, okay? Yeah. You won't kill the plant. You just might contort or twist that flower where it's not very showy. So, again, a little water, a little uh, five-gallon buckets if you have little clumps, Jim, or like um, – bushel baskets mm-hmm. you know so something like that so just trying to help out with uh with the frost that's coming on with the snow really snow is a benefit because it's going to create kind of a quote-unquote blanket gym so yes there'll be um the snow is <clears throat> 28 to 32 degrees okay but it's not allowing that frost to land on the plant itself yeah probably the forsythia flower and the magnolia flower and, <clears throat> and jim's service berry flower will probably <sighs> drop but the the snow will actually protect it. So, okay. Yeah. Little FYI. So, um, village green, putting green, salad green, bowling green, Green Bay. Yes. Greenville. All interesting enough, but none compared to the spring greening of our Michigan landscape. Kelly green, moss green, jade green, and forest green are certainly popular greens this April after winter that seem to never end. Magnificent green meadows, budding woodlands, lush lawns, parks, and sprouting gardens. I hope all of our Green Thumb friends will be able to enjoy the great green event of spring this weekend in your gardens with many beautiful vistas in our area to look at. Working out in the garden is the most enjoyable way to catch spring green fever. It's pretty easy to do that at Waddell's. When yeah. you, see, you know, you see plants come in, you're like, oh, my. So we have uh, later on, we have some something to talk about with azaleas, which we have not discussed in many years. This is true. So uh, azalea will be a fun little topic we can talk about later. Sometimes they get the spring fever just by walking out in the nursery, walking out in my yard, or pulling that morning weeds like I already did, Jim, this morning. So, um, you know, you take the dog out and you have him walk around and at the same time pulling a few dandelions. So this morning, let's take a stroll around the landscape and garden to make notes of the most essential projects to keep our garden and landscape green. Remember last year when the leaves on your crabapple fell off the tree in July and August? Hmm, and it's nothing but a bare tree. Uh, Systemic fungicide or triple action in May and June and July will keep your flowering crab disease-free all year. Maybe it's time to do a little pruning. Air movement, Jim, we've talked many times about allowing air to pass through your tree faster will allow that tree to dry out and therefore have better luck with the disease. Cool. We have... uh, Caller coming in. I'm just um, watching the lines. When you're, yep. No worries. So uh, be sure to spray your roses. Somebody already is asking about roses. What to do roses in the next couple days. So overwintering diseases, again, 
uh, systemic fungicide would surely help getting the job started. We talked last week about feeding also those roses. So Mm -hmm. um, April, May, June, July, we've talked many times about feeding those roses. Somebody always wonders, how did my grandpa always have good flowers? I know why now. That's why, yes. (laughs) Now you know. All right. We're going to take a break here in a second, but first we're going to go to the phones really quickly. Uh, Harry has a question about killing moss. Hey, Harry, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. What's going on today? Well, I got some moss out here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some moss killer, and uh, I wonder, can that plant seed, will seed grow, uh, grass seed grow after I do that? You bet. So, Harry, what you do is, uh, moss killer will actually take that green moss and turn it brown. Okay, mm-hmm. it'll actually dissipate the roots. And so after about a week, you can rake it up. Now, you could rake it up today, Harry, but all you're going to do is spread the spores around. So instead, put it on, wait a week, rake that up, and yes, it is okay to put grass seed on after that. Because what you're trying to do is it's not a pre-emergent, it's not a crabgrass control, and you're still allowing yourself to uh, um, put that grass seed down. Now, is it shade? Harry, or is, yeah, it, yes, is it sun? Yes, it's in shade. Yes. Okay, so chances are you're not going to put crabgrass control anyways. But shade, think of this, Harry. Shade is always competition. So make sure you, A, till up that soil, probably a lot of roots from trees. You know, I'm not saying the six inches, but even the top inch to inch and a half to get it loosened. Mm-hmm. Get that, get that um, uh, moss out of there and then either test the soil, see what the pH is at Waddell's. Get some gypsum on it, and then go ahead with your deluxe shady because it has actually been proven that it will grow up into 90% shade and still do well. So that's a couple ideas for when your moss is gone. Okay. Well, so, do. Okay. Is it in the lawn, or you got it in the mainly in the well, lawn? No, it's not in the lawn. It's, uh, it's around some bushes. Yeah, yeah, same thing. That moss killer is going to be great for as far as killing around it, and that way it doesn't return instead of just raking out, spreading the spores around, and it'll, it'll return on you then. Okay, will do. Okay. Harry, you got a project today. Yes, I do. Thank <laughs> you very much. Hey, Thanks, Harry. Have, have, a good, have a good weekend. You bet. Um, you can do just like Harry did. Call us at 382 382-4280 or text us at 80373. And one real quick note, um, didn't have a problem with Harry, but I could hear the radio in the background. When you do call, if you have your radio on, turn your radio down so that we don't get any feedback or an echo or anything. But Jim, I like to hear myself. I know. That's why we have headphones. <laughs> it's okay. That's why it was hard for me to hear, too. It's all right. I, I, you know what? I remember um, listening to Dad when I was years ago. We turned the radio up and tried to call, and it was like echoing back and forth. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> so it's one of the parts of the magic of radio. It's wonderful. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Over the Garden Fence on 590-1069 FM, WKZO. You've heard of eye candy. How about adding a little plant candy to your yard with the help of Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center? For extra-large white blooms every year, plant a flowering Cloud9 dogwood tree. Or for the reddest rosebuds ever, an Appalachian redbud tree might be that pop of color you've been looking for. Waddell's also carries four varieties of flowering pear, Kwanzaa cherry trees known for their gorgeous double pink flowers, and their latest arrival, the black pearl redbud tree. 
Waddell's has offered extra hardy northern grown plants that have beautified landscapes in Kalamazoo and Portage for 75 years. New to gardening and landscaping? Their helpful, knowledgeable experts will assist you every step of the way. With the large variety of colors and plants to choose from, every gardener will feel like a kid in a candy store at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Shop online anytime at Waddell's.com. And we're back to Over the Garden Fence here on 590-1069 FM. WKZL, one good call deserves another. You ready? <laughs> uh, sure, I'd love <laughs> to go to Mary call. this morning. Mary wants to talk about trimming raspberry bushes. Hey, good morning, good, Mary. Morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing just great. I was a little negligent on getting out there early enough this spring to get my raspberry bushes trimmed. Is it too late? It is not too late. No. Nope. Oh, good. So, Mary, you want to get out all those old mother canes. The mm-hmm. big old canes will not bear anymore, okay? And they get hollow, and sometimes, you remember in the summertime, you go by and they almost snap off at the ground? Right. Take care of them now. That's just harboring that, you know, disease or fungus that's around that plant in the summertime. Number two, all those stragglers, the the new water sprouts or sucker sprouts, a lot of times go up about three or four feet, Mary, and then they curve over and go right back down to the ground. Mm-hmm. I love to cut them off at about maybe 36 to 48 inches um, because you know new shoots will produce that that uh, uh, will do the bearing on that flower um, and then the fruit later on so shovel full of composted commonure cup full of bone meal around each of the one of those plants and that would take them off for the springtime wonderful wonderful they've been a great producer i get Lots of raspberries make a lot of raspberry pies in the oh, summer. Nice. Is it? Are they red? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I think that uh, red can probably be my favorite fruit by far. I think I could eat them by the quart very easy. So, but uh, yeah, reds um, just like blacks. Just make sure to kind of space them apart in the garden. Make sure you don't have your reds and your blacks close together. So. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Mary, have a good day. Have a great weekend. Mm -hmm. All right. We are going to talk to Sue in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break again, and then we'll be right back with Sue because she has an interesting question about two words that we we all kind of have a distaste for. Obnoxious weeds. (laughs) I can. We can talk about obnoxious weeds. Yes, we can. We'll be right back with Sue and more of Over the Garden Fence on WKZO. Your lawn could be the envy of the neighborhood with a little help from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Their Scott's Lawn Pro 4-Step Program is fast and easy. It has everything you need, including Step 1, that provides a top-quality spring feeding and all-summer crabgrass control. Step 2, which provides broadleaf weed control and fertilizer for early summer turf health. Step 3, your lawn's midsummer feeding boost. And finally, Step 4, the perfect autumn feed. You'll enjoy your lawn all year with professional results at a third of the price of a professional lawn service. And right now, Waddell's is offering an in-store rebate of $20 to $50 instantly on your Scott's Lawn Program product purchase. Now is the time to start having a good-looking, healthy lawn with help from Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Open Monday through Friday 9 to 6 and Saturdays 9 to 5. Shop online anytime at Waddell's.com. And the temperature's on the rise, 42 now, 590, 1069 FM. WKZO, as we promised, we're going to bring Sue in because she wants to talk about 
What else? Obnoxious weeds. Good morning, Sue. <laughs> Good morning. It's it's one weed that's a, it's obnoxious because it was very, very difficult to identify. And everyone that looked at it said, well, that's a member of the clover family. And I said, I don't believe it is. I, then I did some research, and, and they said it was black medic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How you, that has a root system that goes as much as 15 inches into the ground. It, its root system is incredibly hard to dig out. Incredibly. And what do I do with it? And, Sue, a lot of times, it. we're talking to everybody Am I right, Sue? It's almost got like a huge taproot to it. Instead of one massive roots, it's got one that goes straight down. It mats tight to the ground. Everybody, black manic does look like clover, but it has little itty bitty yellow right. flowers on it. So, right, right. Mary, I'd take if it's in and it trails. It trails above ground. Too, oh yeah, and, and I measured a runner at about thirty-two inches last year. I just kept. I just was amazed. I said, I wish my lawn would grow like the weeds have. <laughs> And all you do is mow it, and all you're doing is mowing all those flowers right into the next grouping of weeds it comes on. So here's what I like to do. I know this might take a little longer, but I might take, like, not Roundup, but Kills All mixed with Spreader Sticker. Spreader Sticker is a surfactant, Sue, that allows uh, items to stick, to adhere, and to work better on a item, whether it's spraying for apple tree uh, disease, whether it be spraying in your yard or spraying weeds. So the surfactant and spreader sticker really adds to the potency or the effectiveness. Killzall is one step, I think, better than Roundup, and it's still safe to use. And you, But I would say put it in a paint can, like in a little soup, like tomato soup can, uh-huh. and, and actually paint it. On that, okay. Yep, I can do that. Okay, but number two, (laughs) I might wound the black medic before you paint it on. Crunch it, take your foot, and just smash it. Now you're not gonna. If you pull the roots out, you're not gonna get all the roots, and it'll come back. But if you smash it, it might take in that surfactant and that uh, weed control quicker by having open wounds. Some or you could. Okay. Yep, okay. you could weed whip it. I'm writing it. all this down now. Hold on. Open wounds. Okay. Yep. Smash it. Okay, good. Okay. Think of the the oldest is going to be on the um, underside, and that's going to be the strongest, the biggest leaf, the coarsest um, branch of that black mattock, and that's why you want to get some of that top to have a wound on it so that'll draw that uh, kills all in a little better. If it's in the yard, either paint it on or put, uh, you could spray it, over grass with weed free zone weed free zone is made by fertilome and it allow the the grass bluegrass uh, kentucky bluegrasses rise come up and still take care of that planet black matter okay what i might okay. say sue is you are talking about a plant that is a perennial form you might have to do this twice so you okay. might see that the initial kill is really good, and there's going to be some minor that comes up. I have it terrible in my um, gravel driveway, and I go ahead and I use it exactly what you talk about, and I take care of it very easy in the summertime. Okay. I They regraded our, our lawn, and when they regraded, they brought it into the condo next to us. Yes, ma'am. And ours. And, and I don't know where they brought the soil from because I, I, I know weeds, and I'm like, what is this thing? And it was just... <laughs> 
just to dig it out was just ridiculously hard. And, and it's, you know, it has a mind of its own, if you will. And (laughs) the, the root structure is almost like a stick. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not soft and, and pullable. It just, you know, Mm-hmm. So thank you for all these tips. Because, and Sue, um, maybe yeah. maybe Go that ahead. weed seed was just in the ground. You plow it around, it moves it around, and brings it to the surface. And sometimes weed seed can sit there for 10 years and not germinate. All of a sudden, you see new grading and spreading that soil around, and you might bring some of that up to the surface. You never know. And it might have been brought in, too. But They um, did. They brought... They brought um, stuff in because we got a lot of uh, water roll off from a big berm of uh, planted uh, evergreens and 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 I know they didn't drag it from there they brought it in yeah and it wasn't there and then after they graded it's like oh and it's just it's just very happy here I'm not (laughs) very happy about it being here so well you stop down and we'll show you the two products and that way you can take care of in the lawn and you can take care of in your landscaping and if you start now then by summertime we can talk to you again and see if you got rid of it Okay, anything with Fertilome has got my gold star. I think that is absolutely a, a fabulous product. So. You, you know what? It is yeah. a group of men out of Texas. My dad used to be a part of the team that would actually, we'd go to their advisory board and they actually listen to garden center owners on what we need, what would be better, and they really um, work with America and trying to, uh, uh, it's all uh, U.S. made, and it's nice to uh, say that. I'll uh, I'll pass that on to our rep too, because uh, we work they hard. Fertilome. Thank you. Actually, they'll get a green star for all the growing. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fertilome High Yield okay. is all one company, and it, it okay. is nice to have them aboard. So thank you, all Sue. Right. Thank you so much. All right, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Sue. And we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back to your timely tips. Now, Jim, do obnoxious weeds? Do they yell at you when you run by? Do they, you know, um, you're kind of obnoxious? Just kidding. No, they look at you bad. You know, <laughs> as you walk past, they're like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, yeah. yeah take, I know you don't. Yeah, I know you want to get rid of me, but take that. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, mowing over them may be temporary, but no. We can hear them laughing when you're mowing over them. This is true. (laughs) This is true. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Again, you can call us. We still have some time. 382-4280-877-382-4280 or text us at 80373. We'll be right back with Over the Garden Fence on WKZO. Growing your own fresh fruits and vegetables will ensure your family enjoys the best tasting, healthiest foods around, and Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center is here to help. They're hosting a Good For You, Good For The World event Saturday, April 24th, with several Ask the Expert stations where you can learn from the pros about how to grow berries, herbs, fruit trees, how to start veggies from seed, adding native plants to your landscape, and more. You'll also have the opportunity to taste fresh herbal tea, and the kids can plant their own vegetable plants to take home. Woodell's is getting fresh shipments daily of cherry trees, veggies, herbs, strawberry plants, peach trees, onion sets, raspberries, blueberry, asparagus, and so much more for you and your family to enjoy straight from your very own garden. Woodell's knowledgeable staff is ready to help you plant for a healthier 2021. Go to Woodell's.com to browse some of the yummy plant choices available and get information on Good For You, Good For The World, Saturday, April 24th. Woodell's Nursery Floors and Garden Centers on Texas Drive at the corner of Millen and 12th Street. And we're back to Over the Garden Fence, and uh, Andy Waddell, of course, here with us. And we've gotten a pretty good phone calls this morning. Yeah, good thanks, stuff. everybody. That one lady. I really would, I want her to call back in the summertime so we can find out just exactly how unobnoxious that weed is now. Because <laughs> yeah. it is. It is really not good. So now we're going to talk about something we haven't talked about 
that I can remember in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you were talking about timely tips. It's timely now because azaleas are going to start coming up. That's right. That's right. And folks, we'll we'll go back to our tips later on. But I want to get through one of our favorite plants in Michigan. Sometimes can be one of the most sensitive. So just a li- a few little azalea tips and tricks. Do you actually know the rhododendron is in the azalea family? To know the difference between evergreen azalea and deciduous azalea, meaning evergreen azalea holds its foliage. Deciduous azalea means it drops its foliage. So where where would I place an azalea at if I was to buy one today for my mom? Well, hmm. The deciduous plants would love that full sun to part sun because actually you can have full sun, part sun, part shade, and full shade with all these different varieties of azaleas. Again, deciduous or dropping leaves, full sun to part shade, the evergreen varieties, just keep away from all day winter sun is mainly what I took a look at on a lot of those varieties. So really, morning sun or your east side or your north side is probably where that evergreen azalea would probably do the best. Azaleas love cool roots. Jim just said about his magnolia and serviceberry mulch, I couldn't suggest it more. Think of the azalea and the rhododendrons down in the Appalachian Mountains. The whole mountain is nothing but mulch. I mean, there's rocks underneath, but as those leaves drop and decay, the whole root structure is in its nice cool mulch system. So place mulch down in the hole when you're planting. Cocoa mulch, cedar mulch, either one of those mixed with your peat moss and cow manure. Create a small rise when you're planting them. Do not plant azaleas ground level. Create a little rise so they're 10 or 15% out of the ground. When then it's planted, bring your cocoa mulch or your cedar mulch up even with that, and that way a lot of that root structure is sitting there in cool, nice mulch for the summertime. What I like to say is cool roots, warm top. So east side is perfect for a deciduous or an evergreen azalea. They love to be acid loving. So do I know how to do that? Bring in a pH test. We do them for free. I've only said it a hundred times, but you might want to start by finding out where is my pH at? We can help you lower it. Watering? Hmm. Sounds funny. Sounds like a a fairy tale. Not too much, not too little. Sounds like porridge, doesn't it, Jim? But you know what? You can't have azaleas sitting in sloppy water, and you can't let them get bone dry. Nice combination. Um, Cool roots. Again, do your hand test. You can always put your hand down and bring it out. What if I brought out of the ground a muddy hand, a hand that's not got nice moist soils in my fingertips, or bone dry sand? You can tell a lot just by that. Pruning. It's super easy. It's called the pinch method. After you're done, Jim, just pinch the flowers off. Clean them off. Pull out the old flower pistol and stamen. All that's going to do is go to seed and not allow the plant to flower good. Pinching them off will also include taking one flower off but having three or four flower buds come on for the next season. Winter protection. Hmm, what do I do with this azalea? So mulch, always heavy, third week in November. Don't crown your plants up high early. You are creating a rodent hotel by creating a September, October mulch line that's high on a plant 
for them to come into and ruin your azalea. Don't know how to mulch high? Use rose collars. Rose collars are a collar that's about 10, 8 to 10 inches tall. You can put around a plant like roses or azaleas, and then your mulch can be mounded in the middle of that, and it holds it in place. Item called wilt stop. Wilt stop can be applied at 40 degrees or more on a day when it's not freezing. You soak it on things like azalea, rhododendron, Japanese maple, pieris, japonica, any of those great plants that sometimes can be sensitive. Wilt stop seals moisture in and doesn't allow the winter burn to happen. Or use burlap. Sometimes burlap and some stakes goes a long ways that can A, hold your mulch in, but keep that winter sun out. Great varieties of evergreen azaleas are, one of my favorite, grown right here in Michigan in Saugatuck, Jim, is Bixby azalea. Karen azalea, my cousin Karen, but Karen azalea is actually one of the toughest of the evergreen azaleas uh, grown at Waddell's or grown right here in Michigan or in Ohio where we've gotten them in. Renee Michelle, Pleasant White, and Stuart Sonia are some of the other varieties that we stock. Now, maybe you could do a nice mix with deciduous azalea, too, like Parade or Satin or Weston's Innocence. And do you understand that azaleas can actually be a early May to a August bloom, Jim? Really? So that not the same plant, but you can have that whole series of plants be blooming for many months in your yard. Very so cool. There's a little information on right. a fun-loving, and while we got a uh, little information on it, we just got a nice group of azaleas in. There are n- nice Michigan and Ohio-grown azaleas that uh, are in stock right now at Waddell's. All right. We're going to take one last break, and then we're going to wrap things up when we get back. And I have a question for Andy concerning the weather coming up this week mm-hmm. and how you plan your planting. So we will be right back. Uh, the overgarden, the, over the Garden Fest seed, now I'm catching it now, on uh, WKZO. The lawn pros at Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center have the products and advice you need to get your lawn in shape this season. For the easiest way to start good-looking grass, use Scott's Easy Seed. Easy Seed has Scott's Quality Seed, Scott's Fertilizer, and Mulch all in one convenient shaker container. This week, you can get an instant in-store rebate on both sizes of Easy Seed at Waddell's. Easy Seed's improved formula grows in sunny, shady, and high-traffic areas. To make it even easier on you, Easy Seed Super Absorbent Mulch holds six times its weight in water, keeping your seed from drying out and dying out. All you need to do for grass seeding success is just prepare the area, shake on Easy Seed, then water. Come in to get professional advice from the Scotts Lawn Pros at Waddell's. And as always, if you bring in a soil sample, they'll even test your soil's pH for free. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Open Monday through Saturday or shop anytime at waddells.com. Back to Over the Garden Fence as we get ready to wrap things up. Andy, I wanted to ask you really quickly mm-hmm. concerning planting. Yes. Um, we, we know that... There's that possibility of the S word, snow in the forecast. What do you do as far as planting? But hold that thought because we have a question that just yes. came in really quickly. Can I move a cherry tree that's blossoming? I moved it last August for a water project. Can I move it back now? Yes, you can. Okay. Yes. Yep. It has not leafed out, so get it done soon before the new leaves appear. Okay. Yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Thanks for texting in, too. No, no, no. So do you hold off planting until we get past the white stuff, or can you just go ahead and do it early and then... 
figuring plants that have been outside mm-hmm. all year long, trees, shrubs, evergreens, things like that, perennials that are hardy, go ahead and continue planting. The snow is going to be, if anything, some of the moisture that we really need. Okay. Things have been inside a greenhouse, have been uh, growing on um, some of those plants. You might want to hold off a week or two. Definitely annuals. Don't plant an annual right now. I've seen them a lot of the box stores, and the person puts the annuals in are probably going to have to <clears throat> put them in again. Yeah. So um, vegetables, coal crops, things like that, yes, they will probably make it like lettuce and um, Brussels sprouts and things, but it's just going to be easier just to maybe hold off. That's where those frost blankets kind of come in handy. Okay. If it gets wet... That's where maybe even one more week wouldn't hurt to hold off on your taters. All right. Yeah. So Wor- works for me. Yeah. So there's there there's plenty to do. Maybe you can still get your stuff, but Jim and I were talking. I think a lot of the snow might go north yeah. of us. So yeah. if we get an inch or so, you know, if anything, right. it's going to be a little coverage for us. There so. we go. That's all right. Well, keep your timely tips for next Gee, week. Gee whiz! Let's thanks do it everybody. Again, you think? Yeah. Thank and you all. Bob, for- Bob's calling in. Hang on, Bob. We'll have Andy answer it off the off the air. Thanks again for joining us for Over the Garden Fence. Tune in each Saturday after 9 for Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden and Bird Center at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. 590 WKZO. All things, everything Kalamazoo.